Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When that person's not there anymore, there's a safety net that's gone. And learning to live without that safety net for 10 years and becoming your own safety Mm. net and becoming a parent, becoming a parent, you know, and and seeing glimmers of him in her. It's bittersweet for sure. So it's been about six months since Venetia and I have sat down and done an episode where we just talk about everything that we're learning while making this podcast. We get so many messages from you guys. And today we're going to take a look at some of those messages. And we're also going to talk about a couple of the things that have been going on for us personally and a couple of things that have been going on in the news and just have a chat. Through our Facebook page, which we get new members sort of every couple of days at this stage. There's a lot of people experiencing the same grief, whether it's loss of a spouse Mm -hmm. comes up quite a lot, loss of a child or loss of a parent. And that, I think, manifests obviously with other people in the group because we're all there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is great, but it also brings up different questions such as anniversaries and how we feel around anniversaries, birthdays, certain milestones in our lives and from a personal experience I always see because Martin's anniversary was two weeks ago in February your dad's anniversary was in February so at New Year I always sort of see I don't see New Year as New Year anymore I see Martin's anniversary as New Year like it's almost like once we get past that date it's another new year. Yeah. Do you feel like in some ways a sense of relief when it's passed because you are in that new year? Yeah. I mean it's only We've just got to the second anniversary during the 11th of February. But I sort of, although I was dreading it because I didn't know how I was going to be or what I was going to be like. And it actually was quite different because last year I thought I wouldn't be okay on the day, but it was actually the day before I just fell apart. This year I was sort of fine the day before, but on the actual day and the day after actually, I found most difficult. But it was almost like I just couldn't wait for it to be over because mm-hmm. I wanted a new year I wanted the third year because the second year has been so horrible yeah, I just wanted to be in the third year Can you identify what made it more difficult this year on the day do you think? I have no idea yeah. <laughs> I, because I think it was more that I was like in my head okay last year it was the day before so it'll be the day before because it's this whole thing that we've learned throughout the last year of doing this that you never know yeah. when it's going to hit you so I had this whole thing in my head, right, it's the day before. It's going to be the day before. It's going to fall, blah, blah, blah. It's the same with Christmas. I always think Christmas Eve is going to be a mess, but it's not. It's around the 20th or the 21st yeah. or whatever. But this year, I was sort of okay on the Monday and on the Tuesday. And it just 
proves that you just don't. I mean, it's not something you can force. I'm you have no cry control. Today. Yeah, you have no control over it. Because it's the day it, before yeah. and I'm going to be absolutely fine yeah. the next and do you, day. Do you feel that like um, people acknowledging it, does that, mm. because on an anniversary, you're going to, you know, you tend to get lots of messages or people writing on Facebook pages and on, on Instagram and different things. Do you find that that, makes it harder or makes it easier or is it hard to hard to know oh no I think it makes it easier okay. but what actually I found really nice was people remembering now I'm sure a lot of people were sort of going I can't quite remember the date so I'm just going to mention it to her yeah. so I don't miss it I know but you know what I mean yeah. it's like you can't but I find once February starts I have some friends that are just extremely thoughtful that start going how are you feeling? Yeah. What are you doing? Do you want to go to this? They do you want know. to do that? Because yeah. they know they it's know. coming yeah. up and they know the lead up is coming up. And yeah. that's. Yeah. Can know. we talk about those wonderful people for a minute? Because mm. I feel like on the episodes, a lot of the times, and it's important that we talk about it, but we talk about the people that have maybe abandoned us at the time, friends who have walked away, because gr- uh, all grieving people go through some sort of experience like mm. that. But we don't often give credit to the people that stay and the people that walk you through anniversaries and get you through that month. Um, and without them, I don't even know what I would do. You know, those people are like the most incredible people because sometimes they have loss, have experienced loss, mm. but sometimes they haven't. And it's remarkable that they know how to be there for you. Actually, the day after Martin's anniversary, go to a very sad funeral of somebody he'd known for many, many years. And I'd known and it, it just another young person. And there was hundreds of people there. And her husband actually turned around to me and went, oh my God, this is a very hard day for you too. And I was just thinking, you're in the middle of 300 people and you just like, lost I know what life, it's like, yeah. yeah, to also stand there while on your own, yeah. while hundreds of people just come and shake your hands and are saying things to you. And I just went, how did that even go into your head? How yeah. did you actually, you know, and we're Facebook friends, whatever, I know you would have seen it the day before, but how, yeah. like, to that have the capacity yeah, to amazing. say yeah. that. And I just went away thinking, Wow. Maybe that's the power of even in that short period of time that he'd been dealing with loss. You know, it only been a few days, really, mm. that he'd been faced with it. But right, recognizing that he, too, would be some, you know, a year yeah. down the line and two years down yeah. the line and what that would be like. I think, to be honest, like I was sort of going every time I think about that or I think I read or hear about somebody I know that's passed away. In, in similar circumstances, I do have this like horrible feeling inside that they're about to go through this absolutely horrendous Mm. two years of their lives and there's no way to sugarcoat it but that's just what it is and it's just I sort of I almost feel it makes me feel a bit better knowing I've sort of done those two years not that there's any yeah you you know yourself there's no guarantee whether it's going to get easier or more difficult or how it's going to go but at least you know. But there's some part of you that knows two that those two years, those are very done. difficult two yeah. years are done. I think that's a really great point. I think for people who are in the at the first few weeks or the first few steps, hearing from someone that there, it's not that it's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's it, there's a glimmer of hope mm. that when you get through the really really brutal phase, and for some mm. people. I imagine that can be five years or 10 years. I don't think it has to, you know, it can no, be long it can, yeah. periods of time. But that, you know, there is, there, there's some kind of change, 
change, just mm. some change shift in how it mm. operates or how you survive. Because, you know, my dad's 10 year anniversary, which was, a, the you know, the biggest one so far that we've had in terms of like. And that's quite a hard one because mm. that's a decade. It's a decade without him. Yeah. Um, and I and I looked back. It was much more reflective than anything, really. It was about looking back and saying how different things are now, how far I mean, you know, it's a funny one to say, but how far I've come in terms of like acceptance and um, how some some of it was looking back at how strong I'd become as well, because in those early days, especially with my dad, my dad was this great supporter of my sister and I, you know, he, mm. he I always kind of joke around about the fact that if you'd rang him at three o'clock in the morning to pick you up in Timbuktu, he'd have like been booking the flights and figured out a way to get there and he just was that kind of dad like <laughs> yeah he would have done anything for us so when that person's not there anymore there's a safety net that's gone yeah. and learning to live without that safety net for 10 years and becoming your own safety mm. net and becoming a parent becoming a case. parent yeah. you know and, and seeing glimmers of him in her and hearing my child talk about him a little bit you know it's bittersweet for sure but I really got comfort in the messages from especially his his best friends so mm. these older men these guys who are you know who think to pick up the phone and send a text mm. who send an email to That's say that actually you know something i've been surprised by you know yeah. that some men which you'd automatically think and i know i probably shouldn't <laughs> say this but you know what i'm gonna say yeah. that it's generally especially if you're a woman women come around you yeah whereas and I did notice, and we've talked about this, yeah. that I did notice some of Martin's male friends having difficulty, for example, being in the house or being yeah. around. And one or two of them still have, but others have come back. It's like, it's sort of, yeah. they've gone through. And you have to, and that's another thing we've learned, you have to let people grieve in their own way. You yeah. can't say, no, this is how you should grieve yeah. and we should all do this. It's like, everybody has to do it yeah. their own way. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's and there's great, um, I think there's a really great freedom in when someone comes back around and you guys reconnect again. Yeah. And you it's kind like of, a fresh start. It is. It's yeah. kind of like saying, look, you were in a bad spot and I was in a bad spot. And although those were different roads that it took us, mm. the fact that we're still able to talk and communicate again is pretty great considering all the you know difficulties that had happened. So, you know, I think forgiveness as well, like that's a hard one. Yeah. A really hard one. So sometimes if someone bails, I've struggled with this. It depends how long they bail for yeah. though. Because I think certainly the one or two that went, that have, that have come back are the ones who go, I now feel God you really this really hit you hard yeah. and now you really felt it and you did grieve and it brings you closer to them yeah you know and it's not just guys I no think. of course no of course so something that I think there's been a lot of in the last few weeks has been celebrity mm. death whether it's been by suicide or through tragedy Obviously, the Staples Centre had the memorial for Kobe Bryant Bryant and his daughter um, there the other day. And obviously, Caroline Flax, really sad Mm. passing, has been absolutely everywhere because that started a whole new discussion about how the media perform um, in everyday life and how journalists write about people. And you've had newspapers come out saying, be kind, but then... The next minute, then they're slagging off Meghan Markle, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So it's like whatever you think about somebody or your personal feelings may be, 
the last few weeks has taught us to just keep it to ourselves mm. and not put it online. But the other thing when celebrities die is this whole sort of feeling of grief for somebody that you don't know and yeah. you haven't met and you go, why am I so sad? I've never met this person. Or maybe it's because the person that died knew them and or really liked them or yeah. something. I remember Anthony yeah. Bourdain yeah. died shortly after Martin died and I think that was the only time he was impressed by somebody I was going to interview. Yeah, well, <laughs> fair enough. He, he was like, oh my God, and he's, and like he's coming in. He got really excited and I was actually so starstruck that it was the worst interview ever. And I should never have been doing it because I was just starting off my career. So I, was, I wish I got had the chance to do it mm. again. But um, I, I remember feeling incredibly sad because I was like, God, I might be devastated that Anthony Bourdain is dead. Yeah. And then... I got this like, but now he'd be going, oh, cool, I get to meet him. <laughs> Do you yeah. know, like this ridiculous thing. But I couldn't understand why I felt so sad. But so many people feel sad by yeah. celebrity death. And I think we... And are confused by it. I think so. I think we... I think we need to chill out a little bit on regulating other people's like emotions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we're also really we're really quick to kind of say, you never knew them. You shouldn't be sad about this or, you know, relax. You know, it's just a celebrity or, you know, they had it coming. All these awful things that people mm. say when realistically, like what we've learned a lot on this podcast is maybe it's kind of better to just let people have their feelings about things. Mm. And if Kobe Bryant was a, um, a hero to you and you loved watching him play basketball and you know that you'll never see him play basketball again, well, maybe that's okay to be sad about that. Mm. And for me, I personally didn't feel um, emotionally affected by Kobe Bryant. As in, like, I, I felt it was a very sad situation, but I yeah, had no connection to him. Well, yeah. But when his wife was talking at the memorial yesterday and she said, I don't think they could have lived without each other in this world, I welled up because mm. I thought how that mother was standing there in front of all of those people and she had to say goodbye to her husband and her daughter. And for me, that's just the empathy for humanity. It's mm. not really about them being famous. If you saw any mother standing there that vulnerable and that open talking about that, and it, the same goes for Caroline Flack. I think whenever you've experienced darkness or depression or loss mm. or anything like that, you know what it's like to be in a bad place. Mm. And to, the idea that someone would be so alone and feel so, you know, it doesn't matter that she was famous. I would feel it would feel sad for anyone. But because she was famous, obviously, you're seeing it all day and it's in the headlines. I think the messages that we got were a lot of people almost asking if it's OK to be sad and saying this has brought my grief back up for me. Um, and I don't think we know why things bring back our grief back up to us, but we have to go with it when it does. Well, I think if you have lost somebody very close to you and you have gone to that grief and you have gone down that tunnel where it's very dark yeah. and you almost physically have to pull yourself back mm. from it it's almost like this you can do it you can yeah. do it you can do yeah, it and you can it. and I've been there yeah. and I can I can actually physically feel myself pulling myself back from it because I have three kids and I it's not an option yeah. That's a very tough place to be and it's a very tough place to try and get yourself back from. And if you are feeling in that place, then, yeah. you know, you can't you can't judge people. You can't. No. And it's I, I have to say, like, I can see why so many people would resonate with it, because 
so many people have been in that place. Yeah, and you then, know, and it's I think it's almost a sadness that you could bring yourself yeah, back, but they couldn't. Exactly, you know? and that's very heartbreaking. I think the Be Kind movement, the one thing that I've kind of taken away from it, um, and I think it really applies to grief, is it's really easy to be kind to people who are doing okay. Mm. <laughs> Anyone who knows or someone who's been grieving knows that Grief, people who are experiencing grief aren't always the nicest people in the world because they are angry and they've been through difficult, well, sometimes they're angry, sometimes they're shut down, sometimes they're not communicating, sometimes they are not their bright bubbly self, sometimes they're not fun. And you think that's when kindness should really kick in, but sometimes that can be really hard if the person is kind of being more difficult. Mm. What I took away from it is we're, we're all sort of saying, let's be kind to each other, but the challenge is going to be being kind to each other when we don't agree. The challenge is going to be being kind to each other when someone is a, is depressed, properly mm. depressed, and you you don't know how to talk to them. You can't get through. Um, so I think the be kind, the overall message of be kind, we have to look at maybe a little bit more and kind of say, but how do we be kind under different circumstances that are difficult? Yeah, and just follow through with yeah. it. I think is is sort of what a lot of maybe journalists need to do as well. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I think Venetia and I, we both really like talking about this one because I think it really applies to everyone now. Um, which is how grief and social media meet. Um, we had a message on our Instagram page um, that I that I saw, and it was a question about how often we talk about social media and grief. The person had um, very sadly lost their wife after just a seven-week illness, and social media, I think, was helping them get through it by writing extensively on Instagram. And, you know, I, maybe we, you and I... <laughs> We both feel kind of similarly. I think that we know that there's there's pluses and minuses and we've had both experiences. Mm. So I think it can be a very, very positive place. Um, and it can also be a place where you're vulnerable, but it can help you... Uh, it can help you get stuff out there and, and feel a little bit better sometimes. Yeah, and I think sometimes if you're feeling a little bit lonely... Or a little bit mm. alone and you're thinking about the person and you want to subconsciously see if other people are thinking about them too. 
sometimes a little post just brings stuff back yeah. and makes you feel a bit better. But I think it's also, it's a way that, I mean, I certainly know after Martin died that a lot of people get in touch that I hadn't seen for years or whatever. And that was actually like friendships came back. It mm. was sort of, but also friends of his got in touch that I mightn't have known and sent me photos or whatever. Or I think I've told this story before oh, yeah. to somebody who I work with here was like oh my friend is was a friend of Martin's and he's just shown me these pictures of the two of them in boarding school and I had never seen these pictures Yeah, which is such and a it gift, was just yeah. it was them bunking off in a wood or something <laughs> and I was like I'd never seen those pictures mm. before and that was actually the power yeah. of social media and how it's sort of now I mean oversharing can be sometimes difficult sometimes people don't want to be reminded sometimes yeah. they don't want to see the people's face but you know what? It's your grief and you can do yeah. what you want. It's hard. I think I'm struggling a little bit now with because I realized and this was really strange. So obviously we were talking about my dad's 10 year anniversary. Mm. So there were 10 posts from the from the night I posted the, 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 the night that he died. And then every year I had posted one on his anniversary. So I was able to look back on a couple of weeks ago and see all 10. Yeah. Um, and and read through the messages but I come, the, the question came to me then like is this now time to kind of move on a little bit mm. from that phase and is it time to remember him in different ways maybe integrate him more into my real you know you know not that he's not part of my real life but I don't know I just it just, it just had me thinking a little bit about it um, and sometimes I and I've, I've said this before and I think you know I have, have yet to find people that really relate to what I'm what I mean but Sometimes I feel embarrassed. I just feel like is there yeah. somebody on the other side saying, give it up already. She's yeah. going on about it again. Whereas the weird thing is, is that once I once I, I don't I don't see the harm in it. I feel like it's very helpful to kind of be open about these things. But there is that fear, just that little fear. I was like, oh, God, here she goes again, you know, which. Yeah, no, there is. And there's sort of I think then as you go on, you do take a step back from that. It's sort of like maybe in the first year. For first 18 months since Martin died I was always changing my profile picture and it was always both of us yeah, or us with the kids or whatever well and that's now, a big transition yeah. and now I notice there you are. I'm not doing that anymore and I don't know whether it's subconsciously or whether it's consciously yeah. or what it is the only thing and this goes back to the celebrity death thing that I have a bit of an issue with is every time a celebrity dies somebody has to be the first person with the photo with the celebrity up on social media yeah. <laughs> and just somebody a few of us know that always oh, seems to have a picture with whoever it is it's like a collection <laughs> that I find yeah. I mean those are the two where maybe social media isn't helpful yeah. in grief but I think you can share a lot and I think it can be incredibly helpful because there's people that are feeling the same way that you wouldn't know that yeah. they're feeling that way or for example I wouldn't necessarily have known your dad's anniversary. Only the post was up. Yeah. So I was able to come down to you and say, how are you doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I think, think that's that, yeah. nice for people to know. Exactly. Because like you mm. said earlier, people aren't always going to remember the date and social media can help a lot. It helps with birthdays. It helps with lots of things. <laughs> so yeah, it can be very yeah, helpful. Just helpful. Uh, so we had another message from a listener. I think that this one is important to talk about. Um, and it's about the bullshit barometer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after you lose someone that you're that changes. And they were mm. asking a little bit about their tolerance for bullshit had changed. So before they lost someone, they had a much higher tolerance and then now they have much lower tolerance. So that's a really, really good point. You see it in almost everyone we've talked to. 
I wouldn't even say it's necessarily bullshit. It's definitely a huge part of it, but also just um, everything important rises to the top and everything else just sort of floats away. Did you experience a sense of, mm. yeah, I don't need any of this shit in my tolerance. life? Tolerance. Yeah. I have to say, I have zero tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> but then on the other side, I mean, it's one thing I, I notice and I have to bring my self back from it is I'm not patient anymore mm. I used to be especially with the kids super patient and you know sometimes I sort of go where did I was never that impatient why am I being so impatient but it's it's a tolerance thing I, you know if people annoy me no time for it I just go yeah but on the other scale of it I'm sort of much more relaxed about choosing my battles and you know if one of them doesn't want to do their homework I'm like do you know what? I'm not going to spend 20 minutes mm. fighting this I'll spend 20 minutes but then I'm calling it a day you know because it, the things that are important to you yeah. and you see what is and what isn't but in everyday life in probably my professional life and just things that used to bug me I suppose like I don't react I have zero time yeah. just like yeah whatever oh, but then there's yeah. other things that I would have got really worked up about yeah. it like oh I haven't paid that bill I need to pay it by now and yeah. da, 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 where I just go I'll pay it yeah. You know, it's sort of, so there's the two sides to it. Yeah. Whereas I don't have any tolerance for any bullshit. But at the other stage, I just go, I don't sweat the small stuff either. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Don't sweat the small stuff. You know, because it's just irrelevant. It's, it's totally like, you know, relevant, yeah. our, TV, our TV broke twice over Christmas, <laughs> just after Christmas. Oh, and then you need it most. And then just because it was old. Yeah. And then the new one, unfortunately, got in the way of a Star Wars game. Oh. And the screen cracked a week later. Uh, the washing machine broke. And what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. And then we were out somewhere where we really needed a scooter because we were staying for a couple of days and the scooter fell apart. So I had to turn around by when you went all right after Christmas. And I just went, you know what? Yeah. You just fucking you do. Do you know what I mean? And there's other times going, where yeah. before I what are we gonna do? Yeah. Anyway, but I think I think that's the thing, and I think that's a very conflicting thing, especially when you're sort of in the height of grief, is the zero tolerance, but then not sweating the small stuff at the same time because mm. it's sort of a conflict. It is a conflict for sure. You know. I have found that like when it comes to drama, which I have like zero interest in now. Mm. I'm much more reflective of my own part in the puzzle mm. than I was before I'd lost. So I think that maybe like self-awareness changed for me. So, you know, where it, we found it maybe easier to blame someone previously mm. for something. Let's say I felt ro done wrong or something. Now I'm a lot more like slow and processed in my approach to anything. And I kind of take time to think. And I don't, I'm not as quick to anger, yeah. even though I know that sounds like the opposite of a low tolerance to bullshit. But actually what I mean is I won't engage in any, in something that hasn't as like, if it's, if it's not important or doesn't, mm. um, but when there is something important, I'm much more slow and processed in thinking, what role did I play in this? Um, what's that person going through? What am I going through? Having some empathy and compassion for myself in the situation and them. Um, so once I got past the bullshit phase, which I was like, so when my mother died, I was so angry mm. at everybody. I mean, like you could, I couldn't even, that was just how I dealt with it at the time, especially in those initial days. But now it's taught me to be a lot more measured. So I think the bullshit thing is really important because I think it is something we all go through in some capacity in some different way. So um, thanks for sending that question in. Just, we thought 
it would be helpful for some people, mm-hmm. maybe starting off particularly on this process, but also to acknowledge the people who have joined mm. our Facebook group, mm-hmm. which is a closed group. So yeah. it is totally all confidential private, yeah. and private and it's your decision if mm. you want to come to us. Um, but we sort of felt that we wanted to acknowledge that we do read your posts mm. and that sometimes I particularly find them too close to the bone to comment on mm. because I still, despite everything we've learned about how to talk to people through grief or whatever, sometimes struggle mm. despite my own situation with the right thing to say. Yeah. But, you know, it seems to have been helpful for other people to sort of come and share their stories and maybe get a bit of support. Yeah, it's been the community that is being built there and you guys are building it. We're we're just facilitating it. But the community of people that are there um, has been really um, comforting and wonderful to see other people looking after each other and supporting each other in the comments. And our Instagram page as well um, and Twitter are very active with people sending messages and just chatting about their own experiences. Asking questions is always such an important part of each other and of us and yeah, I just want to say thanks to everybody for it. You can find us. It's the Grief Encounters Facebook page, a closed group, as Venetia said. Uh, Grief Pod on Instagram and Grief Pod on Twitter. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 